I went down to the river to watch the fish swim by. But I got to the river so lonesome I wanted to die. Oh, Lord. And then I jumped in the river, but the doggone river was dry. She's long gone and now I'm lonesome blue. Hello and welcome to Long Gone, the podcast. Uh, this is Ryan Hetzer and this is another uh, Moneyball League episode. We'll call this Moneyball League episode number two. I uh, had some good uh, response from the first one from some of the guys in the Moneyball League um, through Scout through Scout Scoops and um, and hearing from some of those guys. I really enjoyed uh, listening. I'm joined again, uh, and we're going to make this you know a regular thing. I'm joined again by Gopher Ray. How how you doing, Ray? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Ryan? Good. I want to because. Guys from the league or new listeners, the the long gone name, it's actually um, and the the songs in that in the movie too. But there's an old baseball movie, and if if anyone if any of you uh, are can find it, I think there is a version on YouTube, but it's kind of like a grainy, not very good movie. But there's this anytime you hear the conversation about great baseball movies, this movie never ever gets mentioned. It's called Long Gone. It was produced by HBO, like back when HBO wasn't producing its own content all the time. And um, I don't even, rem- I couldn't even guess on a year. I want to say maybe early to mid nineties it was uh, made, but it's really a quality baseball movie. It's in fact, one of my favorite baseball movies of all time. And so that's kind of um, the name of the podcast is, is long gone uh, inspired by that, that baseball movie. The, um, so if you if anybody's looking for something uh, with all this uh, inside time that everyone's experiencing and you can find that movie and you're a baseball fan, I almost guarantee you're gonna gonna enjoy it and really like that movie. So that's kind of where the name comes from and I know there's a lot of new uh, people from the league that would listen to this, so I wanted to explain that. All right, so we're gonna jump into um, kind of uh, been bugging, uh, Gopher to get this episode going because I have a idea for free agency that he has not heard yet. I haven't presented it to him at all. And I want uh, him to sort of react and poke holes in it the same way that maybe some of you listening would do in hearing it. Um, but before we, before we get to that, we do want to just run down some of the goings on in the league right now. And Gopher, you, you were going to just kind of talk a little bit about some of the, the, the top of the league standings and, some of the things that are going on in, in, in that sense. So go ahead. Yeah, so the exciting part about the league, when it comes to the top of the league standings, you have the Mets, the Red Sox, and the Yankees. And the Mets are 11-2, and two, the Red Sox are 9-1, and one, and the Yankees are 7-3. and three. It's Obviously great to see uh, activity like that, getting those games in, but to see the talent level. And I want to give you a couple of stats real quick with some of these teams. Um, Pete Alonzo has 24 RBIs and 15 home runs in 13 games. Uh <laughs> 30 hits, four doubles, and a 536 average. I'm pretty sure the Mets owner's ice yesterday said that he's a cheat code. I think he is a cheat code, and he should be taken out of the game. <laughs> well, he he upper tanked one against me. I mean, I, I've 
uh, we were talking before recording here. I, mean, I have played those three teams at the top. And one of the things that's kind of cool, I mean, I mean, I never felt overmatched in those games. Well, I mean, I, I, overmatched is a subjective term. I, I definitely didn't feel good about it going through their lineup, you know, um, inning after inning. It was it was a constant struggle to kind of try to, to get out. But, um, you know, I was in the games and, in fact, uh, was able to defeat the Yankees. But the Mets game was also a fairly tight game for me. I think I lost by two. And, um, but Alonzo upper tanked one against me. And it's just like, you know, you, you do kind of have to wonder, um, and not that the Mets lineup doesn't have other guys that can hurt you, but, you know, do the teams, uh, the teams maybe start really looking to pitch around Alonzo. I mean, it's, it sounds uh, silly maybe for a video game, but my gosh, like those numbers are just sick. Yeah, I, I agree. Pitching around him is a necessity. And even when you're throwing a fastball, throwing a, a breaking ball, um, you know, you not, you, if you're going to miss, you have to miss on the outside part of the plate or on the inside part of the plate. You can't miss on over the middle of the plate. So, right. um, you know, that's I think it's really important with Alonzo. I got just smashed by the Mets, fourteen to four. I got absolutely blasted by the Mets, and I lost a heartbreaker to the Yankees. Um, I lost another heartbreaker to the Red Sox. I know I kind of talked about that last. So, um, I'm zero three against the top three guys in the league as the Pirates. But um, another couple different things with the league. We, there is just because those guys have very good, uh, you know, very good standings. There is still a bunch of teams. The Nationals seven and five. Your St. Louis Cardinals six and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rays three and three. Detroit Tigers and San Francisco Giants are my two favorite teams in this league mm-hmm. because they're four and five and four and five, and the Tigers have a two two game heater. It is impossible to win with these teams, but we have two guys that are almost five hundred. So that's yeah. great to see. Yeah, well, um, and I know um, both those guys are extremely active, you know, in the, in the discord chat. And I mean, trying to make trades and I I was able to, I actually made a trade this week with the tigers and, you know, it was a good kind of hopefully a good old fashioned baseball trade. I, you know, he was really trying to get some, something out of uh, Miguel Cabrera who he just said he couldn't, he couldn't really hit with. And I was just looking to add a little more thump to my lineup. Not that Miguel Cabrera is what he used to be, but as a DH, uh, he's an extra bat for me. And I gave up, uh, you know, a closer. I gave up Giovanni Gallegos, and his bullpen was really weak, and so he was happy to get him. And he's actually starting Dexter Fowler, who I put in that deal as well. And he said, uh, we were chatting, and he said Dexter Fowler's actually, you know, put a, put up a couple nice games for him. So, um, yeah, he's grinding it out, you know. <laughs> uh, I think uh, those guys are really trying to – incrementally get better and I think that's one of the cool things about this league is if you're a solid player and I think anybody who's you know interested enough and puts enough time into this game to uh, to play in a custom league like this uh, they're going to be a solid player and if you're a a solid player or or let's say even a above average player and then you're grinding it out and you're putting you know incremental uh, improvements into your team you you have a chance, uh, you know, a year or two or three years down the road to to really build something, especially um, with my uh, free agency concept that I hope we can uh, figure out. But anyway. Yeah. So what, 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 do you, what do you got for that? Let's just dive right into that. All right. We're <laughs> so we'll dive into it. Um, okay. Well, um, I'm going to try to be 
succinct um, and not ramble on too long because but there are a few different aspects to this. Um, so I'll try to keep it um, somewhat focused and and um, maybe look at it one layer at a time because there would need to be a few layers to it. Um, so the first layer, uh, the way I see it, would be that each offseason – uh, every team would have to basically release uh, three players from their 40-man, or if it's less than 40 based on trades they've made and whatever, but they would have to release three uh, players into quote-unquote free agency. Now, um, don't worry yet about how they would release them or how, you know, but they would have to release three. And one of them would be a position player uh, from their starting nine, which would include the DH uh, at the end of the season, of course, because you know the your starting nine lineup at the end of the year might not be the same exact as what it was at the beginning. Um, you would also have to release a starter from your five-man rotation. Uh, into free agency, and then also one bullpen uh, arm into free agency. Now, the uh, what I had in mind was the uh, a, a minimum cap in terms of player rating of a 70, meaning that someone would have to be a 70 or above in order to be considered to be released into free agency. Now... Um, when I release, um, Hey, uh, go for, do you, are you there? Yep. I'm here. I'm, I'm writing this down. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Well, I'm just, I'm hearing, um, I'm hearing, uh, I don't know, like, a a strange sound. I don't know if, um, are you hearing that? It's almost like a, like a burst of wind or something. No. I'm actually not. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's my computer. It might be my computer running. Well, uh, how about this? I'm gonna, I got an idea. Can you hear me? Yes. Do you still hear the buzzing? No. It was, you know, when I was kind of talking, I would hear it from time to time, and it was just, it was kind of distracting me. And so I didn't know if you were hearing it or where it was coming from. But, yeah, no, I don't hear it now. So maybe we just uh, forge ahead. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. All I don't right. know if it was me breathing. I don't know if I was breathing, but I, now, plugged, yeah. I, I plugged in my microphone now. Okay. Well, um, anyway, so I, I don't hear it now, so that's that's should be good. Um, yeah, so you release three guys in the free agency, all one, one out of your starting nine, one out of your starting five, and one from your bullpen, all needing to be a 70 rating or above. Now, um, now then based on who you release – each of these rating values 
has a dollar has a dollar value to it. Okay, so um, if you release, if you decide that you're releasing um, a 70 through 74 rated player, um, then that's equivalent to five dollars. Or, I mean, we could, if we wanted to make it a little more realistic, we could say five million. I mean, it, the the value doesn't really matter. It's it's all kind of just um, you know representative uh, money. So let's say five million. So seventy to seventy four is five million, and then you work your way on up. So seventy five to seventy nine is t- has a ten million value. Eighty to eighty four, fifteen million. Eighty five to eighty nine. Uh, 20 million and then 90 to 94, 25. But there's no one, um, there's actually no player above a 94. Even Trout, I think, is a 94 uh, in this uh, particular roster. So you have these dollar values from five up to 25 million based on the rating. And you, so as a as an owner, you know, you have to decide, I mean, one, you could take a, an approach where, okay, well, I'm just going to release into free agency three of my, you know, 70 through 74 type players. Um, so you're not, you know, you might want to, you might want to take the approach that, you know, Hey, I'm going to give up as least as I possibly can. Okay. Now, however, in that scenario, if you do that, the, 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 the player value of the guys you put into free agency, that's how much you get back to spend. Okay. So if I'm putting three seventy to 74 players into free agency, then, then I'm only getting uh, 15 million uh, to spend. And you can use that. You can use that approach or however you want. Uh, I could spend ten million on one guy, three on the next, and two on the next. Sorry, go ahead. I had to, I had to quickly um, whisk my daughter out of the room. She came in. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so if I wanted, if I had fifteen million and I, and I gave up three guys in a free agency between seventy and seventy-four overall, could I could put ten million on one of them, three mil on the next, and two mil on the next? Well, that's five mil. Okay. Five mil uh, max. Guy. No, I mean, you could put it all into one. So what now this is where, so let me, um, before I get into that, let me just kind of, uh, sorry, I got interrupted there, but, um, so yeah, you could take that approach. Now, if another approach would be, you know, to perhaps give up, you know, release one of your, let's say an 80 through 84 player giving you 15 million, and then two guys who are in the um, 75 to 79 range. So that would then give you 15 plus 10 plus 10. So you would then have 35 million to spend in free agency. Um, you know, so the more, the more you give up, the, the better player you put out there, the more money you have to spend in free agency. Um, and so everybody in the league does this, you know, they put their three guys out there. So we would have, you know, some kind of list, um, you know, electronically that could be shared where, you know, you would have everybody's selections, the rating, the, you know, the, the money value that they're getting back by putting them into free agency. 
Now, once you get that money value back, then the 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 dollars, you know, kind of go out the window a little bit in terms of those uh, ratings. You know, so when you if you like you said, if you put three guys and you get fifteen million, well, then you have that fifteen million, right? But then that fifteen million is at that point. Once we start free agency, it's yours to bid as however you would like. Um, you could try to bid all fifteen of that on one player. That's you know one of the players in the free agency pool. You could try to break it up and bid you know, six or seven million on one guy and then eight on another. Um, you know, you could try to get a few lesser level free agents maybe and, you know, break it up, like you said, five, five, and five. Now, the way that I see the bidding, when I say bid, okay, and this is where it starts to get into um, – some difficulties and some things that I haven't fully worked out, but it would, I think need to be what, what I would call like a silent auction. You can't, you wouldn't really be able to know. You wouldn't know what other people are bidding on a player. Um, and this would simulate a little bit of what's ha- you know, what would happen in the real MLB off season. So let's just say that, the Rockies release Arenado into the free agency. Well, um, you would have, you know, each person would have a certain amount. And let's say I had 25 million based on the guys that I released in the free agency. And I want to put all 25 million in as a bid on Arenado. So I would submit that bid, but I wouldn't know if anyone else is topping that. Um, and we would have to have some rounds of free agency as well so that, you know, it would need to probably take place over like a five to seven day period, which I don't know how that's going to work with a league like ours where everybody's kind of itching to play, but you would need to have some rounds to this free agency so that like if I put money down on Arenado in that scenario I just uh, described and then it got and then someone else outbid me, that money then comes back to me and then there's, you know, there's obviously still going to be players uh, available sort of after that initial first round of free agency that I can still, that I can still bid on provided, you know, that, and that's where it all comes down to strategy. I mean, some of those lesser free agents, if you go for an Arenado uh, and you don't get him, well then some of those kind of mid tier free agents might be, you know, gobbled up by other guys uh, who took a little bit of a different approach to free agency than trying to get that one stud. Now, um, I'm going to say one point, last point, and then I'll let you pick this apart a little bit. But the the biggest problem I see, because I think there could be a way to, you know, to have guys submit blind uh, bids. And if you had deadlines, you know, let's say, you know, you'd have, let's say, the first two days of free agency, there would be a deadline, and then we would, you know, see who the highest bidder was on free agents. And then the money goes back to those guys who didn't get the free agents, and then you did a second round, and then maybe a third round. I'm third round, three rounds sounds about right. But the biggest problem is, 
I think submitting bids um, uh, silently can work, but it takes some kind of impartial third party that's collecting all this and looking at this and saying, okay, like this guy. And that's the part that I'm stuck on because first of all, that person would need to, you know, be trustworthy and not really connected to the league because obviously they would be in a position to where they could share information, you know, to other people in the league. Oh, Hey, this guy bid this, you know, it would need to be someone completely impartial yet someone that would also be interested in enough, interested enough to actually take the time to, you know, to look at this information as it comes in and, and kind of engage with our league in a pretty, in a pretty um, important role or in an intense manner, but it would need to be someone not, you know, not one of the owners, not someone associated with the league. So I said, I was going to try to be succinct. I failed, but what, uh, what, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I, first to get on the blind bid, I think you could have the commissioner do it. Um, you know, in a huge league, 30 team league, not a reason to like that. But it's not that hard to be very trustworthy when it comes. When you're commissioner of any league, you should be trustworthy. I mean, you're in charge of, of you know, overlooking everybody who's in the league and making sure the league runs properly and hopefully for longevity purposes. So I think a commissioner could, if this happened, let's just say everybody submits their three guys and you blindly submit your bid, but the commissioner blindly submits his bid as well. Then after day one, the person with the top bid um, – you could either they could either have or win that person, or there ha- may be a thing where you have to have top bid two days. You know, like you say, it could be a five to seven day process. So you could do this over and over, kind of between let's say three to seven days until somebody uh, bids the highest two straight days or two separate days, and um, then snags them. So I, I don't think you necessarily need a third party, but okay. there, you know, it's an idea. Uh, Let's see. So how would I, I really like this idea overall? Mm-hmm. But I, what happens when people submit the same three guys every year? Well, you're gonna, you're, you're probably oh, you mean like they the same guys get cycled, keep keep getting pushed around the league type of thing? Well, not necessarily around the league. What happens if I, you know, keep sending my the same three guys out between seventy and seventy four? Five million, I just keep getting them back every year. But okay, how about this? What if I have Mike Trout and I just never put them out, or Bryce Harper or Pete Alonzo? I just never throw them out on, on um, free agency. So it could be, and this is completely revising it, but for that reason, each, depending on their overall, they have a set amount of years on your team before they reach free agency. Um, and then kind of imp- or implementing what you have as well as that. Because otherwise, nobody's ever going to get rid of Pete Alonso. You know, nobody's well, ever going to get rid of Mike Trout. The um, no, I understand what you're saying, and it, look, in terms of being revisable, I'm totally open. I mean, this this idea is not fully formed, um, so something like that could be could be interesting. Um, like you say, based on ratings, there could also be a you know like a tiered thing in terms of years. Okay, so. And actually, I'm liking this as I'm talking about it. So, like, if you're in that 90 to 94 range, like you said, maybe then it's a five-year, uh, th- you know, five years that that player can remain on the team before they need to be released. If it's 
you know, an 85 to 89, then it's four years. If it's 80 to 84, maybe three years or something like that, that could be good. Now, I guess the, the reason I, if I'm the, and then I'm, and we're just talking this out now, but I thought that maybe owners would occasionally be willing to release a guy like that into free agency because um, they get more money than to bid, you know, on, on, on maybe multiple. So I could, okay. So I, I could understand what you're saying there. So I could turn uh, a Pete Alonzo. Let's say I wanted to release him into free agency and I'm going to get 25 million for that. And then my other two guys give me an extra, you know, let's say a 15 and a 10. Well, then all of a sudden I'm sitting there with 45 million. No, wait, that would be 50 million. No, 40, 40 million. Sorry. I would be sitting there with 40 million in free agency in my pocket. And I could then turn Pete Alonzo and the other two guys into, you know, maybe three or four different, you know, quality players. You know, you're kind of exchanging one superstar for perhaps three or four, you know, quality players to kind of spread out your depth. So, I mean, still, I get what you're saying that, you know, if you do have an Alonzo, if you have a Trout, are you really going to, are you really going to, you know, release those guys just on the chance that you might be able to, you know, get three or four other quality guys and, you know, how much value does a star player like that have and so on. So I, I do get what you're saying there. Kind of piggybacking off what you said with the overall, um, if you did do the tier, uh, the tier level contract years, if you if you were in the 60s or lower, just no contract. I mean, you you know you're just in the minor league system. You get re-signed every year, and uh, but then 70 to 74, you know, even 70 could be a certain value, 71 certain value, and then um, that depending on years, but as as well as that would be your budget as well. That's just your team budget. However much all your team is from your 70 overalls all the way up to your 90s, that's your team budget per for the year. Uh, um, it would obviously set, set or you know teams like the Baltimore Orioles, um, Tampa Bay Devil Rays, they would kind of be lower compared to the Yankees and Dodgers, but it's kind of real life. Yeah, spitballing here. We're spitballing. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I like I like it a lot because the idea of having let's just say let's say the big dogs are four year contracts. Let's say Pilonzo. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, four-year contracts. If you have a 16-man league, I mean, we might have a 12-man league um, rocking here. It, it, four years down the road, it would be great to have the chance to, to take Bryce Harper from the Phillies, you know, Mike Trout from the Angels. Um, and each year, you know, there's each year, because then even the year before that, there'd be a bunch of 80s available. And the year after that, there'd be that's when the 90s would be available. Well, here's the thing that would be interesting about that, too, would be if you had – you know, that one year you're going into an off season and you know that could be actually wild because uh, if you knew that, you know, Harper and Alonzo and Trout were being uh, released into free agency, that's going to cause a lot of other teams to release some of their best players because they want to, they want as much money as they, they can get. They need to open get. that cap room, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, they need that cap room. so then there could just be a crazy free agency year with, you know, a bunch of major players uh, and it also just I think it adds to so much strategy because I could look at I could as an owner I could say well and this is again you know somewhat simulating real life 
Uh, if I'm an owner, I could say, well, do I want to go after Harper or do I want to kind of, you know, lie in the weeds and pick, pick off, you know, two or three of these guys that are really solid uh, players, but you know, I'm not going to kind of swim in that Harper water because then if you do that and don't, if you get outbid, then you could end up kind of with slimmer picking. So there's, there's different approaches um, that guys could take with something like this. Now, you mentioned one thing with the – this is a bit further down the road, but I, ha, I I thought about, you know, how would we deal with all this movement, and it would have to be with some of those guys you were talking about. I mean, every roster has these common uh, players kind of off of the – you know, off of the 26-man roster who were just sitting there, or even some of the, you know, guys on your 26-man that you just hardly ever use. Those guys would have to kind of be moved around a lot in an idea like this because – that would be your currency in terms of trades. I mean, so these guys, I would envision in this scenario that all of your kind of your 50 level players that are your common level players, these guys are going to just get passed around the league like crazy because, you know, if, if you sign um, Colton Wong from my team, you know, I'm going to have to trade him to you. So then you're going to give me some common guy and then I might take that common guy and then, I'll trade them to, you know, someone else for a guy that I signed, you know, so that these guys, those guys are just going to kind of get passed around the league almost as just, you know, also ran or, or currency and so to speak. But that's the way you make, you know, the movement happen because you would just have to do a, a boatload of trades or, um, you know, the other way to do it too would just be to uh, trade, um, you know, the guys that you if, – if there happened to be matchups where you signed a, a team, you signed a guy from a player, you signed a, a guy from a team, and he signed a guy from your team, you could just swap those two if, if that ever happened as well. Yeah, this is reminding me of, of fantasy baseball. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of like a rotisserie-style fantasy baseball where you just have these guys and you have a sheet of paper and you're in 1983 in the basement with your friends and you're just picking them out and figuring it out with the guy. I mean – yeah. I, I think this could I think this could really work. Um, it, it, it's really hard to do it with thirty guys, though. You know, I've yeah. stressed it a couple different times, but this could definitely work. It definitely needs. Uh, it, I mean, it needs to get nailed down what the val- player values are. But I mean, it's an idea that's that's brewing. I like it a lot. Well, the thirty, the thirty guy and thing. Hopefully, we won't have to use it with all the respect. Hopefully, we won't have to use it next year because we'll have free agency. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> you mean in next year's that. next year's game, yeah. Well but between now and the between now and then, who knows how many seasons uh you know you could get through. <laughs> yeah, right. But um well so maybe um at this point I think you know, for the community members well, first of all, you said something about thirty. Um you know, I think that's a that's an issue especially something we talked about in terms of if some of the guys uh, within the league right now are going to fully engage because there are a handful of teams that are kind of sitting down below the, I think by now it was supposed to be six games uh, that were supposed to have been played. And there's a few guys down below that. And so, you know, when you talk about an idea with of this magnitude of this scope, if you don't have 30 guys that are engaged in it and really buying in, it's, it's not, it's not going to work. So, the league has to sort of figure out, I mean, with some of these owners who, 
who aren't fully engaging. And look, you know, we talked last time, there's a pandemic going on. Uh, people's internet connections could be an issue. Uh, it's, it, but it's, then it comes down to communication. So, but, but the, but the league does need to figure out, you know, do any of these other teams need to be, you know, replaced or given to new owners? Because if we're going to move forward with any kind of major idea like this, it's going to need, um, it's going to need full participation. Yeah. As I look at the league and I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm 99.9% sure I counted correctly. There's 16 guys under six games. That's a lot. That's a lot. Over half the league's under six games. However, it's okay. It's okay because some of these guys are playing their games. It's most important. Some of these, most of these guys are on discord. Um, But to any, you know, commissioner that's listening or anybody in charge, I hope that if anybody that's not on discord out of these 16 guys, they're not, they're not chiming in discord, just boot them. It's not that hard to find another owner. People want to get in these leagues. Um, you know, it's, it's, you can, you can find another owner in 10 to 15 minutes. So, uh, if I'm a commissioner, you know, it's, it's no hard, no hard feelings, no love loss. It's just, Hey man, you're not going to be in, if you're going to be on Discord, it's fine. Yeah. But I would just immediately boot him and find another person. It's so it is what it is, but, um, the, the, the league's smoothing. It's running though. Mm. That's good. We have a lot of games in. So. Well, and like you said, if a, if a guy's playing, I mean, if he's only played five or six games, but within the past two or three days, he's played a game or two. I mean, everyone has their own pace. Not everybody can play at the same pace and that's completely fine. As long as they're engaged with the league engage, engage with discord. Um, I think even the, the Tampa Bay team I played last night, I think that was only his fourth or maybe his fifth game, but he's certainly on, you know, discord. He was after the game, you know, looking for to make some trades. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. Now, I want to go back to something real quick. With you said, with a commissioner could be in charge or could be trusted to do the silent auction, and I, I'm, I'd be totally fine with that. Um, but how, how would that work if they wanted to bid on a player? Wouldn't, wouldn't they be able to see and know what the bids were for that player from other people, and then they could just outbid them? That's the part that I didn't quite get. Hypothetically speaking, yes, but depending on, let's, you know, you have your set out free agents for this year, so you know exactly who they are. Well, then everybody just starts submitting their bids. However, you know, you can do it via email, and then you just don't check the email. I thought about it, PlayStation Network, but those messages pop up. You can see those. So there's, or you could do it on a side message on Discord. Um, probably not the best idea. Email might be the best way. I know it's wild. It's better, I mean, not better than a third party, but instead of asking a third party to come in, but it wouldn't be that hard to just not look, you know. You just okay. I want to get Pete Alonso. I'm going to send in forty million dollars sent. All right, now my bid sent. My bid sent in day one. You check. Okay, well all these people are. But then yeah, you're right. Then you would know after day one. And if it was a multi-day thing, um, yeah. I mean, commission might just have to do it where if he's the top, he he can't bid more than once. You know. I mean, it it just depends on. It, they're going to keep it fair no matter what. But there is some loopholes around it. Um, I mean, I guess if. Oops, we have to jump through. I should say, if because I think there are two commissioners. I want, I suppose, if right, don't we have um, uh, AS Pink and, uh, and then Getchy? Yeah, I think, and then I think Ugrad also has. Okay. Well, I should say. I mean, he he said that it was changed one day, but yeah, there is. I think there is three. Well, I'm wondering if if those let's. Yeah, there definitely is three. Okay, so then perhaps those guys would have to share with each other what their bids are, you know, so that they're, 
so they would see the bids, but then like if if Getchy is bidding on somebody, he he has to give those bids to Pink, so he he knows. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like there would have to be, I, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. I, no, I I hear you. I just I think that it could be. I mean. I know, I know what you're saying. I think it could get done if you just everybody submit blindly submit, like you said. I think everybody could blindly submit the first bid, yeah. and you could set it where there's only one bid. You could set it where there's only one bid, so then the highest bidder gets it, and a tie goes to the team who already had them. So, so there, I mean, then then you don't have to worry about people looking at bids. If everybody blindly submits it, then we come together. But it's how you submit it, you know, via email. You make an email account. Okay, guys, listen, I know. You, Send your bids via email. It sounds weird, but I see what you mean. And then when it gets open, you just see whoever the highest bidder is, and whoever the highest bidder is gets them. And you have, I mean, everything. But prior to that, you obviously know who the free agents are. Each team has their salary cap, so they yeah. know their payroll going into free agency. Yeah. So and they know who are they know who are free agents and yeah. And I think yeah, I think there would have to be the rounds because you, like I said earlier, if you put all go all in on a on a major free agent but you get outbid then that money comes back to you and you look at you look and you say okay well who's who's still out there after round one who hasn't been who hasn't been uh, picked up because the first oh, and the first round sorry just the first round you could see you know a lot of the you know mid level free agents maybe don't even get bid on because everybody's trying to see if they can get the you know the higher level guys Maybe it's a tier section, just like we talked about as well. Where day one, okay, guys, you know this is where this is where the the sixty five Mustang comes in. Like this is where you can bid on these, but we'll, we'll wait for the ninety one Tauruses for tomorrow. You know, so like the nineties and eighties get bid on day one. Then you would just work. Then day two, everybody bids on the seventies. What's remaining? Yeah, yeah, I could I could see it like that too. Um, I mean, it's, that's an idea. It, but it would be more strategy to have all the player pools involved, just like in real life. Yeah. Then yeah, some people might, some lower level teams will spend their money on the seventies and get get those guys while everybody else is focusing on Bryce Harper. Yeah, that's that's I for some reason I like it that way. It just seems to simulate a bit more of of real life, and I could, um, you know, if I have forty million, I could put that in across try to put that across two players, try to put that across three, or I could put it all into one, just kind of having to make that decision as an owner to me would be kind of, you know, would be kind of cool and just be kind of what you, what you really have to think about as a, as a real owner. Um, so I think maybe at this point, the best thing to do, you know, is to kind of release this uh, concept into the wild, so to speak, you know, to, to our community of guys, within the league. And my feeling is, you know, there's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of smart and talented people. I know the, the Mets owner was putting together something with Excel spreadsheets and stats. And, you know, this was in relation to the idea of um, having uh, like MVPs and uh, Cy Young and all these different types of awards. I saw where he was, you know, mentioned that he was really great with Excel and, would be willing to put together um, stat sheets. And uh, I'm sure there are other people in the community as well that maybe I'm sure, you know, there's things that we're not thinking of ways. Maybe there are ways that this silent bid uh, concept could be, could be 
done that, that you and I aren't really thinking about or don't know about. There's so much different technology out there in the world that I know I don't know about. And so maybe once we get this idea out there, you know, other guys can just, um, you know, can build on it and, and perhaps make this thing work. Now, I suppose as well that our commissioners would have to to be on board and, and be willing to kind of go through. But I just think it, I think it will add so much to the league. We talked in the first episode about how, you know, we really wished some of those elements were, were there, you know, free agency and progression and so on. And uh, in this model, it would just add a whole nother element. You know, we, there have been a fair number of trades and a lot of people are constantly working the trade market and that, that also keeps the league fresh, but you know, every, to have every off season, this kind of like free agency jamboree, I think could be, could be really um, a fun thing. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I, I don't want to piggyback too much on exactly what you just said, but you, you know, you nailed it. So hopefully the commissioners, uh, um, we'll talk about it. And, yeah. We'll go for it, man. I feel like, you know, because this was my, you know, little concept, I feel like I've talked your ear off here uh, today. Did, is there anything that, um, you know, some points you wanted to make otherwise or any other thoughts uh, you wanted to get out there before we finish up today? Yeah, you know, it's good that there's uh, a patch. Patch 1.05 came out this morning at uh, 5 a.m. Pacific time, I believe. It did improve uh, pitcher accuracy. It improved exit velocity via hitting. I thought it was kind of weird that they improved exit velocity. Uh, my theory is that they actually lowered it while fixing the custom league's matchmaking uh, queue. I've, I've felt the difference immediately when it comes to custom leagues, and I'm talking custom leagues alone. There was no confirmation um, that they did actually do that, but it just really felt that they lowered it. Otherwise, why would they why would they raise it considering there was so many home runs right when the game got released? Uh, besides that, the sound of the bat. I know we, we talked about the game and, and what we liked about it. The sound of the ball coming off the bat in this game is so unique compared to any other baseball game that's ever been put out there. It puts a realism into it. So um, I just really wanted to say that too because I forgot to say that last time. Oh, absolutely. That's when you get that perfect perfect and I mean even when you don't hit a home run off of it it's still that that nice feeling of squaring it up and no I don't the um sometimes the uh and I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this and it could just all be somewhat based on internet connection but I'll play some games or I have played some games and this has happened both uh Diamond Dynasty I've, I don't play a whole lot of Diamond Dynasty but I have messed around a bit with it and then also with the custom league, where sometimes the game, the, the pitching, just seems to be coming in hotter than other games. Like just, and obviously there's factors there in terms of um, you know what the pitcher is throwing. But I'm talking about comparing, you know, two different games where guys are throwing 95, 96, and sometimes it just feels like you can get on it and then other times it just feels overpowering. And I don't know if that's an internet connection issue where you're just a bit slow and that millisecond of time, of course, in baseball can mean all the difference. Um, but I don't know if you've ever experienced that either where, I mean, I know our league's on all-star, the, the Moneyball league. And then I think I'm on all-star as well on diamond dynasty right now with my ranking. So, but sometimes the pitching or the, the ability to hit and the, 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 velocity at which the pitches are coming in just feel totally different. So I don't know if that's something that 
you've experienced or maybe will be helped out a little bit. But I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Diamond Dynasty and Custom League sliders are set differently. I mean, it. I mean, I would assume they are. You know, I mean, maybe All Star to All Star, maybe they're identical. Who knows? Maybe the sliders are all set of fifty. I would assume they are different. Obviously, when it comes to All Star Hall of Fame legend, all of them have different pitching velocity they come in at a, at a, the fastballs are coming in faster at the legend compared to all-star but I, I think you know if you do if you are mixing it up that could be diamond dynasty could just be a little bit slower compared to custom leagues uh what their sliders are but um i i'm you know i'm in a couple different leagues we have a hall of fame in one of them and all-star in the other and weirdly enough i don't see a huge difference which is really really weird uh, but i don't see a huge huge difference I am two completely different teams, though. One in the All-Star team on the Pirates and the other team on the Twins, so it's a pretty good team being the Twins in the Hall of Fame League. But yeah. Um, there's uh, – yeah, I mean, it's – it's it, I think it's just between Diamond Dynasty and Custom Leagues and the Sliders. Yeah. That's my assumption, yeah. I guess. Okay, well, um, I think uh, – so you know, one last time um, for those listening, uh, please uh, feel free to – Send your your feedback through the through Discord chat, uh, or even just direct message to the two of us if you have some ideas along the lines of what we talked about with free agency. Uh, we obviously have some time to work this out. I mean, it's even though some teams have have reached uh, that sort of fifteen or sixteen game limit, that that still leaves a lot of games left to be played. And then we also talked about some of those teams that are needing to get in. You know, still twenty to 25 games uh, left still in their season. So there's plenty of time to work this out, but I, for one would, would really, um, I'd really uh, like to see us be able to figure this out. I mean, I'm sure we're not the only ones out there in the world on these custom leagues trying to maybe figure something out like this. So maybe people out there, you know, are talking with people in other leagues and uh, maybe there's some ideas that, that you and I aren't thinking of today. So, Let's uh, let's pull this thing together and see if we can't work out, you know, some kind of free agency model. I think it would be a great addition to the league. So, Gopher man, are you gonna be uh, you gonna be playing tonight? You know, excuse me, I will be playing. I, I'm actually out of games. I ah. can't play until April 11th. <laughs> I'm seven and nine, so uh, I'll be playing. I just, I just won't be playing the Pirates. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm going to try to get at least one game in tonight. Although I may, I don't know. We, you and I talked about the other league. If if that that you might reset that. So if that gets reset uh, as early as tonight, I might try to get some games in there. Um, But also, you know, I I, my my original love when it comes to the show is franchise, and so you know, I may just I may just dedicate some time to franchise tonight. I. I do uh, really enjoy that aspect of the game, and um, I've got my Cardinals franchise, and um, you know, kind of enjoying going through that. And so we may just do that as well, and not really play a lot online. But we'll see. Um, I'd like to jump on and play at least one game in the in the Moneyball League. Might try to get active in the trade market. I'm uh, I'm shopping Tommy Edmond for anybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I want to. I want to tell you a story about last night. Yeah. Real quick, if I could. No, so I'm, please. I'm starting this this Phillies chise where I'm finally thinking. I've started a couple different chises. Hasn't panned out. Naturally happens every year. Yeah. So I'm thinking Phillies is going to work. 162. Let it ride. It's opening day yesterday. 
I hit three home runs against the Marlins. Opening day win, eight to two. Very excited. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? It's getting late. I'm gonna play game two. No auto save, nothing. I play game two. I hit four home runs. Harper's got a home run. Didi Gregorius. I'm playing well, pitching right. well, hitting well. And naturally, an unexpected error happened to my PlayStation. <laughs> Seven home runs. I would say, I oh, mean, at least God. two hours of two hours and fifteen minutes of just pure dedication and fi- and really, really fixing this. Not fixing, but just going through this team and scouting and, and everything. Yeah. And it just all for not all for not. But oh, so that was that was really exciting. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when you first, I mean, that that first starting a franchise is. I mean, that's where so much of the excitement comes into it, just setting up your team and your lineup and to go through all that, to get off to a great start in your two games, and then, yeah, to have that all just go down the tubes, man, that's uh, that's rough. Yeah, well, um, all right, so I think we're going to – Bring an end to the episode here. You know, once again, uh, so we've kind of been chatting. Um, Gopher's gonna, be, you know, we're gonna be doing this on the regular um, with the Moneyball uh, podcast. Um, at some point in time, I mean, I'm sure we'd like to bring in some other owners from the league uh, and just to kind of chat things, chat with things. Um, if anyone um, is interested in that, I have had, I think, at least one other. Uh, owner reach out the Detroit Tigers owner reached out and said that he would be interested at some point in coming on. And if anyone else, nice. if anyone else out there uh, would be interested in, in recording a podcast with us, uh, you know, it'd be cool. Certainly be uh, open to that. Um, but thanks again for joining me and uh, guys think about this free agency. Let's work it out. And um, thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>